0: I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur, and you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Today, I am delighted to have Maggie Thompson, aka Mary Maggie, uh, with me. Um, Me and Maggie have been giggling together for over six months now. Yeah. um on the daily giggle channel and um i'm just really i'm, I'm honored to have you on the podcast this this morning this <laughs> afternoon this evening <laughs> and um yeah so so uh maggie let's just like who are you and where you're from
1: my name is maggie thompson known as merry maggie i come from starbridge in the west midlands
0: and how, how long have you been, um, a la- or t- or, yeah, talk, talk about your, your laughter journey.
1: Right. Well, it started, God, it, it's, over, it's over 10 years ago now. Uh, it was while I was working with a, a charity for older people. And I used to work a lot with people who were um, gentle exercise tutors to help older people be more, um, you know, to help them move, move more and have more exercise, uh, and one of my roles was to organize a CPD day for them, a continuing pe- professional development. And one of my work colleagues said, well, why don't you invite this laughter yoga teacher to come along? Uh, the lady's name was Maya Carrington, and she's still around, but she's not local to where I live anymore. She's retired. And uh, she came along and did this workshop that I facilitated with about 10 other uh, exercise tutors well I I was in for a treat I mean I'd never experienced anything like it and I was totally blown away by it and uh I mean she said to me I can remember her saying you've got such a good laugh you know you you could you could do this and I said well I don't know about that you know and um I look back on that as my light bulb moment because I just loved it and uh one of the things we'd do with this charity uh, was that we'd have an Older People's Day in, in October. And, um, and so it meant that I, I had the chance to try and do a few of the exercises with the people who came to the event. I was there to do um, uh, gentle exercise with people, but I brought in a few of the exercises and the ho-ho, ha-ha-ha and that. Which was great, apart from the fact that next in the room next to me were people doing silent meditation. <laughs> 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 but I just absolutely loved it, and um, I I just thought, right, well, I've got to learn how to do this properly. So that's when I I went on my first I went on my loved yoga leader training at the back end of twenty ten.
0: Perfect, and 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 then did you? I said, uh, what, once you have done the training how how did you incorporate that into your life
1: well um i think i'm just trying to think when i started doing the telephone laughter i can't remember i don't think it was straight away it a long time ago now but occasionally i tried to do some of the laughter um you know uh, the laughter exercises i'd learned and I, I wanted to set up my own club so um there was somebody else locally who did a few sessions, but it didn't take off. But I went along to hers and watching hers, I thought, right, if she can do it, so can I. So in the July of 2011, I started my first laughter club. And uh, I loved it, Um, you know, and I had quite a good turnout. Following that, it was a bit up and down. I mean, sometimes I didn't get anybody at all. Sometimes it was just one person. A few times there were five or six And I'd run it uh, every month. Um, And that's how it all started, really. And since I took early retirement in 2014, uh, I've started doing a lot more. And I started doing some for different organisations, you know, voluntary organisations and that, and uh, particularly for the older people's groups. But I've also done it for um, Rainbows and Boys' Brigade and schools and um, different... Just lots of different groups, a couple of festivals as well. I just love it. I love seeing the transformation of people and how surprised they are, and how wonderful they feel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you mentioned there that you that, that you um, some schools, but also some some more older people. Yeah. I mean, what, what is there a, would you say there's a difference in the way that you run the sessions?
1: Yes, yes, I would. I mean, obviously, uh, you need to be more gentle. Um, with the older people, with the children, it's it's a case of trying to case of trying to keep up with them. They get so excited by it, you know. It's wonderful, <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, but yes, with older people, it's it's generally the uh, um, the seated le- um, laughter exercises, just very gentle. Um, quite often, when I've been into the nursing homes, um, they like it just to do the deep breathing and the hand claps and just, um, just a few of the laughter exercises. Um, I used to have a regular um, monthly session, only for half an hour, um, at a nursing home. And they did begin to recognize me, despite many of them having dementia, because I'd wear, I'd wear my uniform, as I'd call it, you know. And um, yeah, it went very well, you know, it did lo- uplift them
0: nice uh, nice yeah, yeah. cuz the re- reason I ask is cuz um in my full-time job my 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 real job as i like to call it um we supply a lot of care homes um so i've i have approached them in the past with the laughter and i i also with the giggle phone that that sort of got mm. passed around i sent that to some 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 well probably about 50 care homes and and did get some good feedback from it and and i suppose yeah just I just it obviously it's not very gentle the the giggle phone yeah. but it it certainly yeah. certainly like I suppose it's just like how how what am I trying to say I think if if somebody was listening to this that maybe was more of a senior age or maybe they had um a parent in in maybe either in a home or or like I mean what what sort of exercises would you encourage them or, or it to gently bring sort of laughter to them
1: Right. Um, I do the wake up. I do the wake, waking up laugh. Um, I do the mobile phone. Uh, da, 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 da. I do, I do the, um, milkshake, uh, the one meter laugh I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do the, all those sort of things. Um, just trying to think, uh, there was, I've done quite a few for stroke support groups okay Uh, and dementia awareness groups as well and um there was one which i think i mentioned to you before um and this was a a dementia group i think was it a stroke I, i i think it was one or the other uh and there'd been one fella coming along to this group uh and he hadn't been coming very long but he could hardly communicate with anybody you know he um whether he was shy or he just couldn't they weren't sure whether he couldn't speak um and uh you know i was doing the ho ho ha ha ha, and he began to join in with that and then towards the end of it uh, i brought in a a laughter exercise which i absolutely love but at the moment because of lockdown this is one of the ones we can't do which is the cow milking laughter where we put our hands together, interlock them, and then we put our thumbs down underneath, and we go to a partner. We have a lot of eye contact, and get the, that person to get hold of the thumbs uh, <laughs> as if they're milking a cow. And it's it's wonderful. It it really connects people. Well, this fella who had been so uncommunicative, he absolutely loved it, and he went round everybody in the group just doing it with them. It was. It was amazing. And the lady who was the facilitator, she just couldn't get over it. She was so overjoyed about it. It was a real wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, nice. And and so, because again, you mentioned dementia and how, you know, it, it, it's that people started recognising you. And like you say, you wore your uniform, you wore the t-shirt, yeah. the loud t-shirt and stuff. But, but actually, that's still a big, you know, how often were you going?
1: Once a the, month
0: once a month. So that's a long gap, isn't it? Especially with with people with dementia. So
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It
1: might've been early stage, you know, I don't think they were, you know, fully that way. And I remember another one I went to, um, where a lady caught me on my way out. Uh, and she said, you know, I've had this pain in my shoulder for such a long time. And nothing seems to, to, to sort it out. And she said, well, you doing those exercises and making me laugh. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anymore. You know, I was I was flabbergasted, but yeah. you know, Norman Cousins. You know, it um, laughed as a faint painkiller.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So, how how would you say it's enhanced your life?
1: Oh, in, in, enormously. Um, mainly, I think whether it's all part of getting older anyway, but. Um, I'm a lot calmer I used to get really flustered about things um things used to frustrate me and I used to get really angry uh but I think you know it's uh it's, it's just it's not the end of the world I've got a much more relaxed attitude to everything in life really um you know it's it, if you can't if, if you haven't got the power to change it, why bother It's like being at the traffic lights and swearing at the at the traffic light and you just laugh at it instead you know <laughs> got no control over it
0: oh, it's so, lovely.
1: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's helped me to be more positive um and more grateful you know uh I love all the connections I've made it's just been amazing
0: nice nice and and so I know pre record like pre we started the the interview and we were talking a bit about um sort of habits daily habits and you've mentioned again gratitude then and yeah. and um you've been journaling for a while you mentioned
1: i've been writing a diary for well over 20 years but yeah. i've only just started doing the gratitude journal so years
0: so have you ever gone back through your diaries to see the difference the transition from when you were maybe discovered laughter and that that little maybe three months either side just to see
1: well oh, I haven't been back that far um I think it's been fun to go back into my ordinary diary and see how I've dealt with things and looking back to think well I wouldn't deal with it that way I, I wouldn't get upset about that quite so much you know it's uh, it's changed my attitudes you know it's it's made me more relaxed more calm yeah
0: amazing amazing so so what other daily habits do you have then
1: Oh, uh, laughter, of course. First thing in the morning, I, I do my laughter. Uh, yeah, I love to get out on my bike or go for a walk. Uh, it's either one or the other each day. Otherwise, I'm like a bear with a sore head if I can't, you know, climb in the walls if I can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and so you mentioned also you've started doing a gratitude diary as well and and things that you're grateful for. And have you found that's made a difference in?
1: Oh, yeah, it makes you more aware of them, doesn't it? It it makes you really think about them. Um, I'm going through a a big life journal with my grandchildren at the moment. Uh, And that's been really, really good because it's helping them to have a different um, mindset, you know, so that they, they can look on the positives in their life. Uh, and, you know, I can give examples from my own life to them to help them in the future, you know. It's something I wish I'd known about when I was a kid. Mm. And I wish I'd known about all of this, and particularly the laughter. Because when I was cycle racing, I used to get myself so wound up before a big race.
0: So so let's touch on the cycling a little bit then tell me tell me a little bit of the history of your cycling.
1: Oh well it it goes back a very long time Um, it's a certain lady called Beryl Burton that's Beryl Burton and in the, the end of the 1960s she was winning world championships all over the place she was world road race champion world pursuit champion uh, and when I first started getting into cycling, uh, she was my idol. She was the person I, I respected and wanted to try and emulate. And um, I remember going out to watch her race at a le- local race. I think, my goodness, that's oh, that's been a <laughs> and, um, and then years later, of course, I started to compete with her. Uh, you know, when when she in a road race, if she got anywhere near the the front of the bunch, that was it. She was off. Nobody could catch her. Nobody could. So you know, I began to learn about tactics and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my speciality was a three thousand meter pursuit, which is I think it's just short of two miles, uh, and that was obviously one of her specialities. So. The first time I competed against her in a national pursuit was 1971. (laughs) Sounds a long time ago. Um, And I won the bronze medal. Um, And then I won it again, 72, 73, 74. I was getting cross because I didn't seem to be able to get any better, no matter what different types of training I did. Uh, And then in 1975, I changed my training. And that worked better, but I only got the silver. Then I had a year off when I got married. And then the following year, I really changed my my training and did more stamina miles. I did weight training and things like that. And I finally beat her. I finally beat her and her daughter at the Nationals. But the biggest wonderful thing about beating them both was that, unfortunately, both Beryl and her daughter I'd had a major family bust-up, and uh, it, it was really very sad. Um, but the thing was that because they knew that neither of them could beat me at that time, it actually helped them to come back together. So I had a small part to play in bringing them back together, and I'm so pleased I did.
0: <laughs> oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. So you, yeah. you, you were a professional?
1: No, I wasn't professional. I was amateur. Okay. I, I competed at international level.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Thank you for <laughs> sharing that. Thank you. Um, so, so so, we'll move back to the, the um, well, actually, some, some of the takeaways from there, actually, um, which I think would be good for the listeners to understand, is that you mentioned you trained, you got the bronze, you trained, you got the bronze, you trained, yeah. you got the bronze, and then you you suddenly just went, actually, I need to change something here. Yeah. To, and, yeah. and I think there's a good takeaway there because just generally in life, if you're not getting the results that you wish for, yeah. you need to look at what yeah. you're doing, yeah. don't you?
1: Yeah, and it did, it did work. And what I really wish I'd known about laughter then, because as I say, I used to get very wound up, you know, which you need a bit, you know, to get the best out of you. You've got to get the adrenaline going. But it I used to go so far that it was it was hampering me because I got myself so wound up. If I'd known about laughter yoga then, well, who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows? You know about it now, though. That's the good thing, isn't it? That's the good thing. So, so you mentioned again so, some some memorable times. If you're you know, people that came to you whilst you like through a lesson or your teachings and i mean have you got any other like stories that sort of stick in your mind where someone's come up to you at the end or or during
1: well one i can remember i think it was i was either last year or the year before and i was asked to do um a laughter session for the staff of um a group of schools in the Wolverhampton area that were concentrating on special needs so those teachers had a lot of stressful things to deal with with particularly because of the pupils they were engaging with and uh, they asked me to come along just to, to, to give them a, uh, a relaxed workshop in one of their their uh, regular meetings so uh, well <laughs> It was amazing. I mean, if the roof could have come off, it would have done. I mean, they were just absolutely loved it. It was such a release for them, you know. Mm. really was a tremendous release for them. Uh, yeah. So I loved doing that. And also when I did one, I did a session at uh, at a festival. I don't go to many festivals, so it was really eye-opening for me to, to go to one. And uh, they were all complete strangers, about 30 people. And they just absolutely loved it. We got a nice quiet corner uh, and it, it, you know, it, it was families as well. It was lovely. It really was. It was a tremendous session. And thought, it, it, you get such a buzz from doing it, you know, and seeing the transformations in people. It's wonderful.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And that's something that I've, yeah, realized really early, actually, was the, I think the first, actually the first big session that of the first session actually I did um and a a lady came up to me who who was in remission basically and 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 she said I I haven't laughed for six months and 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 she just had this big big grin on her face and I was just like and that that still sticks with me you know that was one of the first and again there's lots of other ones but that was like one of the ones that really you know it's it's massive it can really help and I suppose what would you say to anyone that, because uh, there's a lot of people that don't get it and they, they're, they're, I'm, I don't know what, what what is your approach to try and encourage people to give it a go?
1: Oh, if people don't want to do it, they'll, they'll dig their heels in even more if you try to try to, you know, push them as it were. Um, I don't know. I just, I just get the, just tell them how good it makes them feel, makes people feel, you know, and just, just to say, well, give it a try and, and, Perhaps just have a laugh with them and say, say, well, that wasn't that bad, was it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, But, you know, be careful if you've got a bit of resistance because you don't want to really turn them off it completely.
0: Yeah, sound advice. Very sound advice. Thank you. Especially for someone like me. I think that's a really good... (laughs) (laughs) You must do it. You must do it. It's really good. (laughs) It's oh.
1: difficult, but you know you can't contain yourself sometimes can you
0: no. no no when especially it just it's just one of those things where it's just like i suppose for me and i've mentioned it before i just, I just get into this flow state when i laugh and it's just like why why yeah. would you not want to be in a flow state Absolutely. i don't I, that's why i don't understand yeah. so yeah. um and you've
1: got such a contagious laugh anyway <laughs>
0: Oh, it's just it's, it's when it's when I go and the little flag goes it just that that that's me I've gone <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so um so I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions about um I had a little squiz on your website I had a little look and and there was definitely a picture with someone with a a, a, a shiny necklace on um that looked like possibly the mayor or the chairman of something
1: yes yes um it was the the mayor of dudley a couple of years ago uh he came along to w- uh, world laughter day in dudley it was it was great he loved it and really? it, I, i've been to a few other events in dudley that where he was and you know he's he's always come over and said you know i'm glad to see this you're still doing the laughter and i did I did quite a few sessions for a Sikh and Hindu um, community. I did a series of about six or seven weeks where we did the laughter exercises and then a bit of mindfulness at the back end of it. And um, the end result of that was that they all enjoyed it so much that uh, I ended up doing, for a couple of years, I did a monthly session specifically for them.
0: Nice, nice. And it was
1: lovely. And, I mean, the thing was, I mean... Uh, they enjo- invited myself and another laughter friend of mine, Rachel Meredith, who you may have known. Uh, they invited us to, uh, I think it was an Eid celebration. We were invited and, and it, uh, we felt like being the sisters of these lovely ladies who were dressed up beautifully in saris and what have you. And it was a wonderful experience, you know. Um, it was just wonderful and they just loved the laughter. They're such easy laughers. It comes naturally to them, you know. Mm. uh it was just an amazing experience with them yeah that's, that's
0: lovely that's yeah. lovely and uh one more question about um i saw i've seen you've met Madan a couple of times the uh yeah. the, the, the founder of laughter yoga Absolutely.
1: Yeah. um
0: and you, you 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 look beaming in both photos <laughs> 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 and so did he he came over to the UK and he did some teachings here did he was he was here yeah or?
1: uh well lottie and Robin, Lottie Nicholson and Robin um, Graham uh, over a number of years uh, did uh, annual conferences. Um, so he came to, to, to one of Lotties in um, St. Albans and Robin did some in Manchester at the Comedy Store. So he came along to there and he gave um, a talk about um, emotional intelligence and that sort of thing, which of course is all related, isn't it? You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it's marvelous. Yeah, and I met him um, when I went to a conference in Germany as well.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's yeah. lovely. That's lovely. So um, it's time to do two of your favorite exercises.
1: Right. <laughs> now, let me see, because I've already said that I, I, one of the ones I like to do is the uh, cow milking one. <laughs> so. I think we might be able to do this. Uh, It might work on Zoom, because normally you have to do it like this. Um, Interlock your hands, put your thumbs down below, and then the person opposite you would get hold of your thumbs and and pull them, you see, right? (laughs) So I think what we might be able to do is if we can... If we can get a hand each... Right? Uh-huh. If you pull yours back a bit, that's it. So we can pretend I'm milking our cows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love that a lot can i borrow that one
1: yes. <laughs> i've only thought today well, how would that work on zoom but i think it might you know particularly if there's not too many and you can still do it that way can't you
0: yeah definitely definitely <laughs> and what what would you say your second one is
1: the other one is one that i learned through a, a lady called Anne rose hart she's uh, american uh and we did this at one of the conferences in manchester and what it is that people stand um, back to back uh, with their legs wide apart. I don't know how we can do this. I, I think you'll have to be, a, you have to visualize this one, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so you stand back to back. Uh, I wonder if we can. Let's have a go. Let's have a go.
0: <laughs> We've
1: got to be able to see our legs, okay? Okay. Right? We're going to be able to see our legs.
0: So um, i'm, I'm gonna to have to imagine it because my legs are there no, but that's all, okay that's all good yeah
1: i think so so we're back to back right and then we both lean forward we've got hands together right and then we look at each other and laugh at each other through our legs <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh love, it, love it you really
1: you really need to be with two people to do it and at
0: the yeah. moment we can't do that one no but no no I, but I've gonna I made a note of that one as well because again I, I think that's really good because um you're you're changing your posture yeah yeah and you're, you're obviously when you're, you're putting your head down then the blood's going to your head a little bit so that's gonna obviously increase like the blood flow yeah. to your head. So I think there's lots of good things with that one. And and, and it's also still you... connecting
1: with each other.
0: Exactly. And you, But and I think
1: you... I've done this next one. I've done this one several times. Uh, you you can do it um on, on Zoom. Um uh, I, I don't know whether you've done this one with me. Uh and it's finger kisses. This is a lovely one, yeah. So what you do, you get your pen and you draw a little face on your on your finger. So, you do two dots for the eyes, one for the nose, and then you do a nice big smile. Yeah. So it looks like this. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then you look at your smiley face and you're admiring it. Oh, look at that. And then you show it to each other. Yeah. That's lovely. <laughs> and then you give it a nice big kiss. And
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you go. <laughs>
0: it's a
1: lovely one that
0: yeah it's yeah lovely
1: so it works on on zoom as well yeah and the yeah. story is there's a lady called bron roberts i think she's american i think either american or australian and uh, she did that that exercise on um one of dave berman's daily laughers uh, and told the story that when she first did that with her laughter club, uh, they all loved it. And then a few days later, she was shopping in the local supermarket, and she reckoned, "Oh, there's so and so, there's so and so," you know. And as she was going up and down the aisles, there they were going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! That's Isn't brilliant. That lovely? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, so we've done the laughter. we've we've, we've gone up. For sure, mm. and now we need a little bit of grounding. Now, now yeah. what I need to remember, and I'm going to say this now: if you are driving, operating any heavy machinery, um, and or in a position where you you shouldn't be um, relaxing and going a little bit deeper into yourself, then please turn this down or switch it off. Maggie, it's over to you.
1: Right, this is going to take a few minutes, so I hope that's all right. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Do I need to sit down?
1: Yes, you need to sit down (laughs) and to shut your eyes because this is a visualisation relaxation, yeah? Okay. So I want you to shut your eyes and imagine this is a story you're going to imagine yourself in a certain place. So you're going to find yourself in a clearing of common land with sparse gorse vegetation and tufts of long grass in clearings. There is woodland too, oak, birch, hawthorn, sycamore and beech. In your imagination, you're walking along the edge of a wood and notice the beginning of changing colours in the leaves. Looking into the woodland, you could see fern leaves, also beginning to take on a golden hue. You notice a waymark sign that invites you to turn left along a path through the woodland. The path is wide and there is a natural archway as trees form a living tunnel with their leaves, allowing shafts of sunlight to shimmer through the gentle breeze. The changing colours are more not- noticeable now. You look at an oak tree, catching sight of its leaves changing colours. One has turned gold and brown. Whilst retaining an element of green along its veins. As you continue your walk, you are aware of the occasional other person walking in the other opposite direction with a dog, big smile on its face as it revels in its freedom. Alone and in the quiet of this tree-lined tunnel, tree tunnel path, you watch the perspective of your path in the distance and become aware of a gentle drizzle. Of occasional falling leaves as they float down to the ground. More sunlight in the distance, and you find yourself out in the open common amongst a large clearing with patches of gorse and grasses. Looking ahead, you see the common climbs a hill, and you are drawn by your curiosity to see what lies beyond. On your way up the short climb, you look down beside some gorse and notice a thistle. There is thistle down ready to spread its seeds at the slightest buff of wind and also a vibrant pink thistle flower on which you watch a bumblebee gathering the last parcels of nectar. At the top of the short climb, you look behind you at the view across the common and the woodland. The sun is behind you and spread before you is a tapestry of various shades of green, gold and brown of the trees and scrubland and you revel in the beauty of nature. Turning around at the top of the hill, your eyes are filled with the sky, a beautiful deep blue with occasional fluffy clouds sweeping past the lowering sun. A large cumulus cloud spreads across the sun, and as you look into the distance, you can see pockets of sunlight drift across the views of fields, trees, and villages in front of you. The sun seems to fall slowly through the cloud, sending rays of sunlight upwards, dancing across the sky. Soon these rays of sunlight appear from the bottom of the cloud, and you watch them float across the view in front of you. As you watch, you become aware of a single ray of sunlight heading straight for you. Soon it reaches your feet. As it climbs up your legs, you can feel its warmth. It reaches your body and bathes you in its warmth. You can feel it rise all the way up to your neck and it fills your face with light, warmth and an overwhelming feeling of contentment all the way to the top of your head, allowing your mind to be clear and serene in this moment of purity. Now we're just going to take six deep breaths. So breathing in. And breathing out, breathing in, and breathing out, move your hands up to in front of your eyes and cover your face, enjoy a feeling of contentment and peace, and very very slowly part your hands and open your eyes. (sighs) it was lovely great thank you (laughs) that
0: was that was lovely (laughs) nice nice it um it reminds me of the um the open space that we discovered since lockdown which is about Mm. five minute walk from our house we've lived here six years and we didn't even know it was there we didn't even know it was there it was uh Yeah. yeah there's like a secret little gap in the hedge that um yeah. that it's like it's like narnia for the kids it's oh, just like, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> so, perfect okay so so if anybody wants to connect with you maggie and reach out to say hi and maybe ask you some questions about your cycling about you know the laughter or or anything else we've covered today where, where where's the best place to find you
1: uh on my website which is www.merrymaggie.co.uk uh, and Mary Maggie is spelled M E R R I E M A G G I E dot co And that's my cat saying she's hungry. <laughs> I've got an email address as well, which is Maggie at Mary uh, My phone number is O seven five six five two one eight five six seven.
0: Perfect, that's amazing. And final thoughts what three things bring you joy?
1: Well, laughter, obviously, uh, because I feel it's giving something to, to the community. Uh, I get such a lot out of doing that. Uh, getting out on my bike and walking, I just love being out in, the, in nature. Always have done. It's been a big part of my life, which is why I took up cycling. Uh, I just love it. Um, and the third thing, I guess my family, my kids, my grandchildren, my partner. Yeah, spending time and wishing i could spend time with them at the moment we, we meet on zoom but it's not the same as actually being with them is it but yeah yeah, yeah.
0: brilliant yeah. brilliant thank you so much it's been it's been really nice to get to know you a little bit more you too you too yeah. lovely
1: thank you very much
0: thanks Maggie. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to laughter and positivity with pete to access today's show notes and exclusive content please head over to pecan.com forward slash podcast be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity until then remember if Pete can you can